0: What? just speaking to my guys i'm asking yeah you. i'm
1: speaking to the mic what else do you want
0: yeah this is what nine years of marriage looks like all right people welcome back to the show so we just had a fight Just before they step in, and I'm gonna include that segment because this is part of being nine years in marriage, and it wasn't planned, by the way. Why do you like getting on my nerves?
1: Why do you like getting on my nerves too?
0: Why are you so loud with your phone? Like it's so annoying. You're playing games, which I hate that game, by the way. I'm gonna want to delete everything, and then you know you won't see it again. All your winning (sighs) streaks. See, I'm trying to share just how I'm feeling right now. This is just what you do—you totally just ignore me.
1: Ah, go ahead, I'm listening.
0: I've just said what I wanted to say, and I'm not joking about this. I'm actually quite serious. Yeah, um, this is the Mostable Podcast, and today I'm bringing my dear husband back to the show. It's literally, literally, literally <laughs> our ninth wedding anniversary. I mean, I must have liked this guy, but he can be a pest sometimes. Alright, um you want to introduce yourself for the sake of those who don't already know who you are?
1: I don't think I need any introduction. But anyway, this is Taiwo. Yeah, his husband. A.K.A. Sea Dog. The whatever pest. Whatever they call it.
0: <laughs> Alright, um, so we we reached out to a couple of our supporters, our top foot supporters and fans to come up with a question, some questions they would like to ask us. So um, I'm going to start with the first one. Well, thank you all, by the way, for those who sent in the questions. It was totally on short notice. And I um, think the first one is by um, Dr. Topway Adekoya, Um And she wants to know, with both of you being so different, what keeps you together? What
1: keeps us together?
0: Yeah, what do you think?
1: Mm, you go first. Well, I think, first and foremost, <clears throat> the commitment we made to each other when we got married is number one. Uh... You know, I think these days people just take that commitment, you know, very lightly. Uh, They take marriage like a contract, you know, that you can easily break, you know, in this day and age. But, um, yeah, I guess just staying true to that and sticking through the good times, the ugly times. And, you know, um, just looking back at, you know, the beginning, you know what you first saw in your partner. So, I guess that's what keeps us...
0: Yeah, this is in therapy as well. I mean, hopefully your marriage is based on something bigger than both of you. Because the thing is that they're always going to fall short. Your spouse is always going to fall short. You as a spouse too, you're going to always fall short. So what are your commitments based on? And why did you get into the boat in the first place? And now you're in the middle of the sea. Your oars are gone what are you going to do? Are you going to jump ship and leave the person to, you know, fend for themselves? Are you going to just use your two hands and power yourself back to safety? And I think that the true message of all relationships is also about learning first who you are so you can be more intimate with yourself, with your true self, with someone else. So for me, I've had to do a lot of um, introspection, also therapy to find out how I'm connected My neural pathways, how I react to things and why I react to certain things more than other things. So, in having a deeper understanding of myself, I can be able to work on myself and also, um, basically be more constrained of the other person. And, like T-Doc said, a lot of people give up and try again with someone else. And, in most cases, I mean, not in the same most cases, in some cases, I feel like it's still going to be the same problem over and over again because you are part of that problem. And unless you start finding out what makes you tick and what makes you you know um kind of frozen uh you you, if you don't tackle why you're never enough it's always gonna be a problem so that's that The second question is this. Mr. Daramana wants to ask this. How comfortable have you come to be with most talking all about you, uh, all about you both? Your stories have been cathartic for me. I wonder if you struggle sharing it and how do you rise above possible feedbacks?
1: Is that like saying how you deal with... uh being open about Yeah especially
0: on social media Because that's not your style by the way
1: Yeah I guess I've come to acceptance To that point of acceptance That you know everything doesn't Necessarily have to be my way um, And you know there's some security And vulnerability you know sometimes So
0: Yeah Um. I I think he's gonna said that so Because it's more for him than for me. Because I... There's a little bit of hesitancy in the first place to, like, talk about our stories. Because, you know, these things are not quite private stuff. But then... Anyways, yeah, so that's that. We've already answered that. Mrs. Pope wants to ask, does T-Dog have a creative side? And how how does he express it? I don't think he's that creative in the sense of the word creative. Now he's a very smart person, you know. He's highly intelligent, but I think creativity requires intellectual, intellectuality, or is that, is that what like intellectualism?
1: Intellectualism. Thank you. So you're trying to say I'm not a, an intellectual? Is that what, uh, I don't think you're an intellectual,
0: you know? but you're highly intelligent, and there's there's a subtle difference. <laughs> an intellectual pursues knowledge. Like, take for example, if we go to the movies, I research everything about the roles about, you know, the creative writing, the process behind it. Like I go behind the scenes to learn so much stuff. You don't care about that minutiae. Like you could only lose sleep over some things that you that bumps into you. I'm literally like a knowledge scorer every day I wake up, screw all, trying to like find things, you know, to read more upon. You don't really care much about those kind of things. So when I say you're not an intellectual, it's not an insult to you because you're highly intelligent. But you can be highly intelligent and not be an intellectual. That's what I mean by that.
1: Also, oh, you're intellectual but you're not intelligent
0: i'm both honey <laughs> i am both and so i don't think it's i mean cause, okay another thing is that you're all about medicine
1: so when you say creative so you can be creative in like having business ideas and executing them is that create being creative too
0: yeah i think i mean there's a side of it
1: yeah so you can't say i'm totally not creative
0: I didn't say you were not. I have situations. a very
1: strong business acumen. I, you know, absorb the world around me, you know, and I, you know, try to, you know, filter things out and think things through and form my own opinions. I don't just take, you know. But anyway, that's you know, those me are going different on a things.
0: Yes, those are different things. I'm talking about being an intellectual and being intelligent. Anyways, I'll let the, co- the viewers you know talk about that. What was one thing that. More or T Dog does that make you feel glad you married them? Well, I'll go with you first. Well, he makes money, so that makes me really glad I married him.
1: Uh, before I, <laughs> I started making money, well,
0: you had potential. <laughs> oh, that's not a lie, by the way. I'm not gonna take that back. Um, let me see. He's, I think, he's someone that is very God fearing. And for me, that's, that's the sexiest thing about him, perhaps, is his grounded fear in God. Like, he's, he sticks to the straight and narrow way. And that can be problematic sometimes because I always still I don't break the rules, but I always find like clauses like, when you say don't take that, they say don't touch it, that kind of thing. I'm that kind of person. But he's like, no, they said not to touch it. Don't look at it. Don't even think about it. You know, but he's very god fearing, and I, I like that about him. How about you?
1: Uh, what makes you feel glad you married? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... You know, every day is kind of easy with you. It <laughs> kind of gets me. Well, let me not say every day. Most yeah, because
0: that's a lie. Because I don't days. know easy. <laughs> not like a lie, but most I know what
1: days. you mean. Yeah, most days can most be... Most days are easy. Um. Yeah. It's, I mean, I like... Just thinking about it you know you need some drama in your life from time to time and you bring that you know so i guess that spices things up
0: yeah well see that's why I, what's what you get when you marry a creative person <laughs> do you have marriage goals are there anyone you can share with us i mean i think for me well when i think about marriage i think that there's a togetherness part of it. There's also the individual part of it. And I strongly believe that you need to develop yourself as an individual for you to be a magnanimous, to be, to relatively contribute magnanimously to your relationship. And so a lot of people, I find that it's problematic when depending on your spouse a lot to be like that one-stop shop. Nobody can be that person for you except rice and Jesus. So I've had to put time into finding what makes me happy. You know, so we have our things that we do separately. He likes to play tennis with his friends. I used to do that before, but I don't really care much for tennis anymore. Um, I have my Korean stuff. I have my Toastmasters. And then we travel together. You know, we're building an empire together. So we have things we do separately. And I totally believe in enriching yourself as individuals. And then bringing all of that joy into your marriage, I think it makes you more balanced. How about you?
1: Yeah, thank you. Pretty much summed it up. Uh uh-huh.
0: Uh. are you yawning on the show
1: yeah sleep the pipes so I think yeah, we're bored okay
0: that's one better <laughs> wait what time did you wake up today
1: past seven yeah well eh?
0: your work time anyways um, do you couples therapy and counseling have you attended this have you have you attended this after your wedding how did you find it me I've always been open to therapy but he wasn't very comfortable about it. But when he realized that there were demons <laughs> that he was battling with, I mean, what would even you change your mind about therapy? Especially for the men, Nigerian men or African men or men in general that are so, you know, reticent to um, go to therapy or that are so resistant to therapy. What do you have to say about that?
1: The only reason why I went was because of the threats.
0: What threat was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have, to be, you have to be very explicit. Before the thing, I was trying to kill you.
1: Yeah. Uh-uh. Floating the D-word then. Oh,
0: divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we weren't going anywhere. But we were both being toxic in a way. And really, I was kind of suffocated. So, that worked. But how did you find it? And in retrospect, if you could do it again, would you have waited for me to um, use a D-word? By D-word, he means divorce, not death, by the way.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I think... Probably went to like maybe a total of four sessions or something with one guy. Was it? Yeah, I know. We went somewhere in Austin then. Yeah. And then here in Oklahoma twice with yeah. that weird lady. Yeah. But you don't like her. Yeah, those people. I don't. Uh, yeah, I. I think so. So guys out there, you know, if you are believers, if you are Christians, you know, I suggest getting a Christian therapist you know, that can guide you um, yeah. in, you know, your marriage struggles and how to, um, you know, cope and uh, be better, you know. I didn't like some of the things that were brought up during the therapy session, so anyway.
0: Well, I agree with that. I agree that that. Um Find out what your values are first, and then find someone to speak to. It. I didn't not everything the therapist told told me that we, that I did because I didn't find some of them beneficial. But having a safe space to kind of talk about some grievances and the way you feel, I didn't basic that's good. But make sure you your your therapist values align yours. Not like all of your values, but at least the core ones. You know. mrs pope wants to ask again how do you balance your relationship with your laws because of culture because of our culture nigerian laws can be sometimes very involved how do you draw a line without making them feel shut out uh, i don't think you have any problem with my side of the family not
1: really no i mean your mom is always wanting to be involved
0: <laughs> yeah because my mom she's not but she's not strong like She's not how, like, put it, and c- call me my mom because this is my mom, so it's possible that I already have that bias. I have that bias because she's my mom, but she's not. She's intentional, yeah, but she's not like, like, very willful. Like, you have to do it that way.
1: Well, I guess she learned over the years, but um... yeah, she, yeah, she's, yeah, I don't think there are any issues actually. No, she's sweet.
0: Either. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Your and, side of the oh, family, but yeah, go ahead.
1: Your dad is very laid back. You yeah. Know, text yeah. me once in a while.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm. my, my siblings don't, you hardly even interact with them. That's just another problem right there. But um, your side of the family, you guys are too many, one. And I've just had to draw some boundaries of things I can because it was just so much. Having to keep in touch with everybody, I won't lie to you, that can be quite stressful, because it wasn't just your siblings, it was also their spouses and everything else. So, I think, for me, without going too much into details, is I just do what I can do, you know? I do what I can do and whatever else I cannot do, and that's it. I can I can only, there's only so much I can do. So, I, I learn to draw my healthy boundaries of things I can do and things I cannot do.
1: All
0: right, Um. Sanket wants to know, Hi, Sanket, Dr. Shah. I'm curious about how you all have worked through a big life decision that would allow you to accomplish a couple goal, but would mean compromising on either person's individual goals, professional or personal. That's a deep question. I think one that comes to mind would be, so we moved here nine years ago to, I moved here, well, he came to support me through my PhD and he had to give up, well, I wouldn't say give up because... He wasn't going to get a job until he wrote his exams and all of that stuff. So, for a while, he was at home. And I talked about that in my blog article, Blue Chair, you know, and just all of the stuff that came with that. And then the second thing would be when he began residency and he had to be living like um, away in New Mexico, which was like 11 hours by drive from me. And that meant not being able to see him, you know, as often as I wanted to. And, of course, that made our marriage a little bit difficult. Communication was, you know, very hard then. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, and this was like, he just moved here last year, so it wasn't that long ago. And so he talked about coming to therapy here in Oklahoma twice. That was one of the times because we were just having a very bad patch as far as communication. So I think, yeah, um, I realized that those three years, he needed to go basically fulfill his dream of being a doctor and practicing here in the U.S. So I had to let go of that togetherness because I'm not someone... I'm someone that absence, um, like, out of mind is sometimes out of sight. Like, I love you, but then I you have to be in my space for me to be... I don't know how to... Like, he's someone that he wants to talk every day about his work and everything that happened, every little fly that passed by the hospital. And I don't care about the small stuff. Like, just shoot me already. And so... Of course that also caused a lot of friction in our marriage. But I think on that's a granular level, but I think just knowing that this person being happy is also gonna make them a happy spouse for me. That was something I had to like, you know, come come to terms with. You you?
1: Yeah, that was exactly what I was gonna say. You know. Um Yeah, that whole coming here. Yeah, I think that was a couple goals that we had, you know, coming here to the States, you know, even though you didn't initially want to come here. I
0: didn't care about it yesterday.
1: You know, before, thank goodness. Uh, What's her name? Khalodra. My (laughs) roommate. Convince you to write the GRE and all that and apply. God bless her heart. Um, But anyway, Yeah, I think that was one huge um, couple goal that we had, and I'm glad that we pursued it. And, you know, looking back, I'm glad that we, you know, were able to accomplish the goal. Even though, even while we were, you know, in the process of achieving that goal, you know, with me doing my residency and you doing your PhD, you know, those were really, really difficult and challenging times. And, you know, yeah, we just it took a lot of, you know i think mr adebo uh yes. was like a mentor yeah father figure to us then and, and mrs adebo as and well Adibo, they yes us and we brought them on the show
0: yeah, yeah yeah even though we talk about therapists a lot those were de facto therapists and you know they're christians they've been married for i think more than 30 years and they just they gave it the lady down they even drew examples personal examples and then you look at them you're like ah. Oh, they don't look like they're going through these issues. So, yes, I feel like... And that's one of the things we are doing as well. Now, when we hear about couples like going through a rough time, we're quite open about our struggles because they're neighbors being open to us. Because you see them, you know, loving people, loving family, but there's so many things that go on in marriages that you don't get to see. And until someone like opens their mouth and says, oh, we used to have that struggle as well. Okay, um, the second... Now, Sanket, so, let's let you answer that question as well. Now, Linda wants to know, Hey, Linda. Linda is my, my, my Shona princess from Zimbabwe. And Linda wants to know, what boundaries have you set that protects your relationship? Boundaries? Oh, yeah. Like with your crazy nurses, those ones that are trying to have babies with you.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not funny. Why are you laughing?
1: <laughs> I just know that there are some places you you can't go not because you don't want to go you know but you know because of your beliefs and you know your commitments you know and your the fear of god you know you really, literally don't want to yeah. do that so
0: yeah um i think for me cuz i'm prone to emotional cheating and usually how that happens is through words like i love words so if i find somebody that really like i'm talking to usually of the opposite sex and I'm feeling like you know oh wow that we're kind of getting closer as far as words I just cut it off I don't even let it get to that level because I know that for me that's how I fall in love not by how someone looks I mean looks are good but as a as someone that identifies and I hate that word <laughs> no sorry no I hate the word but I don't want to live by myself but I I was fall under the category of a sapiosexual like I love highly intelligent people so I don't try to, I try to see, I don't try to let that, you know, sway me. So I put my heart on guard because that's how it's going to get me. And I know that about myself. And there was something I I, I learned in, in a movie a while ago. And I forget the title of the movie, but it was a character. His name was Nick Vaughn. And he said, no, um, was, um, So a character called Brooke Dalton, Dalton asked him, it's possible, isn't it? It's possible that you could meet somebody who's perfect for you, even though you're committed to somebody else. And then Nick Warren replied, no, no. See, I think if you're committed to somebody, you don't allow yourself to find perfection in someone else. And the title of that movie was Before We Go. And I think that perfectly sums up just, you know, what I do is I try not to find perfection in you. I, I mean, he's not i I wasn't even perfect, but I know he's perfect for me. And so I always try to use that, like, oh, you're not that tall. Hm, you can't even handle my craziness. And that's usually, like... <laughs> You know, I'm like, "Mm, I can't start a right game with you. Like, it's just so that's really been helpful. And I know these are like really stupid things to say, but knowing yourself and knowing your limitations, that has really worked for me. Do you know that podcast is going mainstream and that there are many people all over the world listening to podcasts daily? For example, in the U.S. alone, one in every three persons listen to at least one podcast every month. Well, wow, that's a lot of people. Do you also know that podcast listeners tend to be more loyal, affluent, and educated? Speaking of these retro qualities, did you also know that on a monthly basis, thousands of people all over the world listen to the Marcibel podcast? Hmm. Well, do you have a business, service, event, or product you'd love loyal, affluent, and educated listeners to hear about? Then look no further. To promote your services on the podcast, send an email to talktomo.com today. Or you can visit our website at www.mosible.com. That is www.mosibol.com. So, um, t Doc, what advice would you give to a newlywed or engaged or dating couples?
1: Yeah, just make sure, you know, you're, the person's your friend, you know, that if you're dating, if you're married, uh, you're kind of stuck, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, walk through your differences, you know, be respectful to one another and, uh, you know, be intentional, help one another, be partners. Yeah. You know, yeah. Support each other. Yeah. Um when one is weak, you know... be that strength... um, at that point... and vice versa... Um, and... uh, let's see... dating couples... well, if you're dating... if you see trends that you know you cannot deal with... you know... um, in a marriage... don't compromise because you just want to get married... do not do it... yeah... so... yeah... anyway... Yep,
0: yeah. I totally agree with that Don't do it Don't be like Well he's going to change Guess what That little annoyance That you're really annoyed by It's going to get magnified Because marriage Is ca- kind of like that um, Fish tank It magnifies everything So don't Don't do it And like he said Work on your differences Work on also Your What makes you tick Like what makes you excited as a person, the things you value, and keep doing them. Don't say because you're married, you're going to kick your um, single friends away, and except they're toxic, and they're really, really toxic. Because I know sometimes you marry people, you, you, after you've asked all your friends to contribute to your wedding generously, then you cut them off. That is nothing short of being a witch, or a wizard, in this case, whatever the gender might be. That is certainly not good. And, you know, I don't like when I hear my single friends you know, complain about that. Except you you have, you know, provable cause like you know these people that, that are quite toxic don't just cut them off because now you feel like you're, you're floating on a different plane yeah but find out you know what makes you happy like I enjoy time with my friends as much as I enjoy time I mean I enjoy time with Ty, Well, most importantly but having that outlet with my friends where we just talk about stuff that are you know probably silly stuff but they get me <sighs> happy and that makes me a better person so your learning is kind of distracting to me I still feel like you're just bored mm, a bit tad little oh jeez Yeah, this is marriage guys. Uh, what's the tradition that you have kept over the years that make your marriage work? You know one one that I wish we kept? I remember when we just got married, was sometime in August. No, actually, yeah, August. We got married in June and we had a quarrel and I was just gonna go to bed. You were like, No, you're not gonna go to bed. I was like, just watch me. And I went to bed, and he, he kept waking me up. Like, we need to talk about this. The sun should not go down in our anger. And I'm like, which stupid sun? The sun that I said before we even got angry. Like, <laughs> I remember, remember that I said it was mm-hmm. in Abuja and house. And I was like, what kind of mind is this one? He was re- taking the Bible by its words. I was like, if you wake me up one more time, the sun will set up on your head. And I wish we still kept that because sometimes I go to bed really angry, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I wish we kept that
1: tradition. Well, I mean. Uh yeah that's up to you though because i went to sleep feeling that everything was fine you were the one that were angry so yeah yeah, it's on you though
0: (laughs) but who makes me angry most of the time oh yeah um so as you can tell i tend to retain a lot of energy as far as the negative stuff and i'm learning to let go a lot but would you say i've improved in that area let me hold myself accountable as far as forgiving you quickly and easily
1: yeah I think you're improving, but there's still more work to be done
0: yeah I agree Jesus is not done with me yet but then stop annoying me people don't understand how much of a pest the t-dog can be like they think because I'm quite more outspoken they think you know I'm the troublesome one no like
1: oh so because i don't say anything means that you're perfect or you're, I'm no i don't know no, i
0: don't think i'm perfect i've never thought i was perfect but in our marriage like who who's more offensive you no i'm not who who gets more angry i do why because you do stuff well, i that choose
1: not to get angry
0: because don't you get it because you're the one doing the instigation no. why would you get angry
1: because i just overlook some things
0: well that or you most do things. that you do but you okay And then then you apologize, and then I I say, okay. And I forgive you, right? Because you know there's something you've done that you apologize. Then why are you apologizing then? Exactly. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, How do you balance life between two families, being African, supporting parents, especially for those that are home and might need help more than ever. (laughs) So the needs never end. I will tell you that much. And I'm not going to go into details, but the needs never end. I think the key is just, we talk about it and sometimes we don't agree, especially if it's favoring one side of the family versus the other side of the family. But I love love that we can get to have those conversations. They're not always nice. They're not always, um, when I say nice, they're not always easy conversations to have because you're talking about your families and what they might need. But I think being honest and being open and even having that space to talk about those kind of things. I deeply appreciate that uh, about being married to T Dog. How about you?
1: Yeah, I think what well, you said about sums it up.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um let's see. So we're uh, done? We're almost done the hold on. I just want to be sure that oh um Miss Pope wants to ask what flavor of cake did you have at the wedding? Just curious. I don't ever
1: remember. I don't remember.
0: I don't remember a lot about our wedding. I have refused to watch the video. Um, if I'm ever held during interrogation, apart from playing the a podcast episode where I'm talking into my ears, because that's torturing, just popping the video or um, slotting the CD of the um, marriage video, that would torture me. enough. You know? I don't know. I just haven't been able to watch it for the past nine years. There's just something about it. Like It didn't feel like that was our wedding. It's felt like somebody else's wedding and we were just crashing in, and then they made us like center stage. And so the next question is, knowing what you know now, would you have had the same kind of wedding you had? Hell no. Mm-hmm. How about for you? I think it was just different because we were just, I don't know. You have a different memory of that than I
1: did. Yeah, it's tough when you have families that have lots of friends and, you know, yeah, and you have a large family that have large numbers of friends and... You know, it's 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 hard to you know if you don't invi- if your if your parents for example don't invite specific friends you know or your siblings don't invite their friends and then there's no how the numbers won't go up but you know i guess it was still doable somewhat in nigeria then but in, in now if you're going to throw a party like that to so a very good standard it would be a lot of money whether in nigeria or here in the us you know um but if, I, if we could ha- help it i guess it makes more sense to do a really you know personal um, yes uh, yes like maybe 100 people yes 150 max or something
0: i would have wanted to play games with my guests like sit down with them and then talk about stuff I mean, that will have been rich. And I I want to still do this for my 10th wedding anniversary. Maybe just do like the wedding, through a wedding that I really wanted to have. And I get it. African parents, for the most part, weddings aren't about the kids. They're about them. So I guess the one with that. Miss Pope, what aspect of marriage were you most pleasantly surprised by?
1: I mean, knowing that you're accountable, I guess, ah. to your partner. What?
0: Did you know that before you got married? <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know.
0: Okay, let me let me answer mine. Maybe that will help you with yours. I think it's it's knowing that you have somebody that you can depend on. Like you really don't know how that how important that is. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a can do all person, but having this guy by my side all these years, he's really saved me from myself in more ways than I can count. And in doing that, he's made me a better person overall. And even this podcast is, is because he allows me to just be the best person of myself. Cause without his support, I wouldn't be here today. And, and sometimes I take that for granted. Cause I know T-Dog is always going to be T-Dog, you know, he's like my, he's, he's a true fan. Like he totally supports me off camera, on camera. I mean, he hates being on, on the show when I say hate, like he doesn't like the publicity and all of that stuff. But he knows that it's very important to, you know, tell our stories. And it's also important to me. And he does that for me. And even though he's a little bit uncomfortable with it, it's not so much so that after he's done, he has to go, you know, take a Xanax or something to pop his, his, his health back into place or pop his head back into place. But that's just... Oh, bye. Thank you so much. Happy birthday to your daughter. See you Thank soon. You. Yeah. All right, bye. That was our housekeeper. So, yeah, um, um... So what was I saying? What was I saying? Yes, I think that level of support you get from your spouse, and that's why it's always good to marry somebody that really loves you, and that cares about your progress as a person, because that was the most surprising thing. I knew he was so dependable, but I've I've been in some tough pickles, and I've gotten to a point of deep depression that you know I've said some things that have that have not been kind to him, but that he's he's stayed and he's talked to. He just kind of like he walks away a lot when I'm in, in that you know I'm um, firing mood because it's like you know what and I when I let up I just, like, don't worry I, I didn't think you meant it you know that's the kind of person he is and I'm thankful for that mm. why are you nodding your head like a like, gamma? I'm, I'm good with words right see creative Lomo our highly intellectual H-I-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-O whatever no but seriously what's your response to that I want to know what you
1: yeah right you know I remember those Yeah I think The support You know You get from your partner You know I'll just reiterate that You know It goes a long way I remember You know When I was in the doldrums You know And uh, You know really
0: Sorry you just said doldrums I had to laugh (laughs) I feel like one highly intellectual person Want to be right (laughs) sorry, 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 go ahead
1: you know, uh just trying pontificating on, you know, what uh, you need to my stop with Jerry gonna, <laughs> words, okay
0: <laughs> I still what you are doing there.
1: jeez, you know, what my life was going to be you know, like, after leaving Nigeria, you know, unable to work, a couple of years and, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, was this is this a gamble, what's going to happen you know, and you supporting me during those times and, um having my back and not making me feel like I wasn't really, the, that wasn't the provider and stuff, and, yeah. you know. Yeah, that went a long way because, mm. you know, I'm sure most guys, you know, probably would have hurt their self-esteem and stuff like that, you know, their, their ego, you know, because the guy always wants to be the provider and all. But, yeah. um yeah, I think you know, and then you know, through the applications for residency placement and you know the the denials and everything. You know before eventually, you know hitting the jackpot. I guess, you know. So yeah, I think that's that's you know support was you know really really paramount yeah. in in the beginning part of this marriage. So. <laughs>
0: forgot about that part. Like, guys, those were you no know, easy days. Now we gloss over it. We don't even remember a lot of the hardships. It shows us how God has taken us away from it. For those that are listening, perhaps you're spousing you, you're in a pickle right now, or drums like T-Dub called it. Remember that there's, there's, he dies within you is greater than he dies, you know, outside of the world. And pull your energy together. Find ways to encourage that person. And even though he said that he have uh, been that person for him in the beginning of the marriage, or when he was, when we just, really you know, got married. For three years, he wasn't working. And this was somebody that made his first million. When How old were you then? 20? Anyways, oh, yeah. this was someone that made his, you know, first million be, um, before we got married. And he's someone that, you know, had two jobs. He was very, very hardworking. And he's still very hardworking. And then you come to the U.S. and you can't even work. And so I, I saw, even though the situation wasn't sexy... I saw something deeper in him and that's what I I held on to and I always reminded him of just the potential he had. And he's done that for me many times when I just want to give up on stuff. So it's that feedback and that learned feedback of how to, you can best support your spouse. We had an incident recently with his job and I had to like, you know, also find a way to encourage him and I stepped in as, you know, the praying wife and I mean I pray for him all the time but I had to like speak words to him and taking it back to the Bible, what the word of God says, and just what he was like, regardless of, you know, your job or whatever it is going on in there, God is still always going to be God. And I think that's when you can, you know, best support your spouse. You have to business on something. Um, there's some other things that, you know, people want to know, but I think the final question I want to ask you is this, name a scripture or an inspiring quote that reminds you of your spouse.
1: a wife, you know, has found a good thing and has obtained favor from the Lord.
0: I love that. Thank you. And I have a lot of Bible verses that I want to share, but I'll do this um, Japanese um, translation. It's a poem, and it's koi no yakan, and I'm not butchering it. And it's titled the the rough translation is premonition of love, and it's it's like when you meet somebody and you just have a strong feeling that the two of you are going to fall in love, it's not the same thing as love at first sight. Like, you're not in love right away, but a part of you know that someday down the line is going to happen. And I think that was just my memory of you. Like, there was a warmth in, when I when we started talking before we got married, like, before we started dating, is I knew you were going to wreck me, in a way, as far as, you were quiet storm, you were like that ship floating in the, Quiet time of the night, but I knew that you were gonna rock you were gonna wreck me, and I really wasn't ready for it. But I knew that with you was gonna come a lot of stability that I needed, even though I was fighting it. and And so for these nine years, I'm especially thankful to God for keeping us this far. I didn't think we we're gonna make it this far really, because we've been through a lot. Remember, when we used to fight a lot. Like that, I was so sure you were the enemy. Like I was very sure that you were just out to to just be my enemy, you know. But I, I thank God for how far we've come and I'm really, you know, thankful for you. And even though we started this episode fighting, I can't I I don't even remember it anymore. My heart is a bit lighter. See? Progress right there. <laughs> You're not supposed to laugh at it. Do you have any final
1: words? Final words? No, I not mean like final words, like, like I'm I wanna not kill dying you. Or
0: something. <laughs> no, I have to pick my words for, cause this podcast might be admissible in court of law. Um like final comments. <laughs> sorry, like for the podcast.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I guess it's about some that um yeah, thanks to all you know, my wife's fans out there, you know, those supporting us. You know show. you have fans as well. And oh I do?
0: Yes. The Pops the um Mr. Kenny and his wife they actually let you know that I have fans in the UK all of you that love T-Dog, let him know because that's the only reason I can get him on the show. I cannot afford him one and he's always telling me to pay him an appearance fee. Yeah. Which if you guys start contributing to the show, it'll help. (laughs) So I can afford him.
1: Yeah, I'm just doing this pro bono for now. Um, (laughs) My next appearance has to come at a price. Um, But anyways, yeah, thanks guys for supporting uh, my wife on our show and, uh, yeah, challenging you guys to be open, you know, um, to one another you know it's not a sign of weakness actually it's a sign of strength you know and um, you know through sharing your experiences you can help others that are going through what you've gone through and you're able to um, help um, people be better and um, yeah that's all I'm going to leave you guys with and uh, thanks for tuning in and celebrating us we're going celebrate our anniversary today and um, peace out for now
0: Yes, and we're going to end this with um, a Bible quote from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 to 8. And I think that kind of sums up marriage. I think loving is a choice. And T.W. used to tell me that a lot in the beginning of our marriage, which I really hated to hear, because it made it feel like I chose you, like, like a puppy from a pound that you rescued? Is that what you mean by choosing, choosing me? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so we're going to read this together just to reaffirm um, a lot of the principles that we use and values that we hold there in our marriage. So this is a new intro, intro, international version. Love is kind. Sorry. Love, love is, is patient. patient. Love, is love is kind. It does, does not envy. It does not boast. It is, is not proud. It, it does, does not dishonor, dishonor others. others. It, it is, is not, not self-seeking. Seeking. It's it is not, not easily, easily angered. angered. There you go. It keeps it's no record of wrongs. Of wrongs. Uh-huh.
1: Love does, Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always, always protects, always, always trusts, always hopes, hope, always perseveres. Always Love perseveres. never fails but, but where, where there are prophecies they will be. cease. Where, where there are tongues they will be stealed. Where there is knowledge it will pass away. away.
0: Love you guys and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Mic drop. <laughs> Thanks to you. All
1: right.
0: Sorry. Remember, we had to pause. Ah. You hate that I usually don't open up. I know when I say it doesn't say enough. With you close, I'm the happiest I ever
1: was.